What's up, guys? Live to Give makes charitable giving more fun for whatever charity you're interested in. And today we get to learn how and how they came about and meet the people behind the scenes. So stay tuned so you can learn how to make it more fun and potentially earn more charitable dollars toward your fundraising. Humans have been telling stories for thousands of years, and here's why. Stories activate our emotions, and whenever you combine emotion to new information, that knowledge sticks with us for a lot longer. That's why I'm on a quest to discover true modern stories by the people who live them so that we may all learn wisdom from it. My name is Cole. Thanks for joining me on the summit of Mentor Mountain. Today we have Brandon, the founder of Live to Give, and Karen, who is on the board of Live to Give. Well, Brandon and Karen, thanks so much for being on the show, guys. For sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So how did Live to Give come about? Yeah, I was, it was 2016. I had just gotten back from a semester studying abroad in Samoa. And I don't know what happened, but I came back and was in like a funk, like this, like life funk. I was in like, I was a junior in college. Um, and I was like, I want to do something in summer that was like, just do something fun. I hadn't really thought of live to give being some big charity event, but at the time I loved, I mean, I still love survivor, but, um, I was like, well, I love survivor. Let me try to figure out like just how to host a day one for fun. And then I was like, oh, like, let's just maybe throw some charities at it. When Brandon says Survivor, he's referring to the greatest reality TV show to ever exist, minus Alone, in my opinion. And so I was able to get like 16, I think it was 16. It changed so much because people were like, I can't do it, like all this stuff. But I think our final number was 16 people. And I just host like hosted a like a 10 hour, very rapid game. And um, then I had like the cast fundraise before. That was the first season, and what happens next is incredible. I really wasn't planning on doing it again. Like, I had fun, but it wasn't in the back of my mind. And then um, Sunday from Survivor Millennials vs. Gen X is from my hometown, and um, we were super close, and she was like, do this for a weekend. Like, just put this on for three days. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so much work. I was like, I don't even have... I don't even have people yet. I'm like 20 years old. Um, Holy smokes. And so we did, we got partnered with the Rogers Lions, like the Lions International Club to take us on as like our fiscal sponsor as an event. And then um, we did a three-day event and the cast raised $17,000 that season. Um, and then from there, it just grew. And uh, here we are today going on our eighth season live to give right now is a four day challenge of survivor themed games and if you make it to the show and you win those games you get six thousand dollars toward the charity of your choice now the big question is how do you make it onto the show in the first place the first steps are one to fill out an application two picking a charity to represent which is super important the casting is we the get you on a zoom call after for like the semifinalists and we talk about the game and you get to share about your charities and your stories and your passion behind what inspires you to want to be a part of this. So that's a big part um, as well after applying. So I think 
that's a true testament as well as to why um, during casting, just picking something you're so passionate about or has affected you personally is important as well. After applying and choosing a charity, it's time to get to work. You actually have to do a little bit of fundraising now. You have to raise at least $800 in order to qualify to be on the show. And $400 of whatever you make goes to the pot. Um, Live to Give doesn't take anything. It just goes into the pot of for the winner and for the second place winner. The second place gets a little bit of money toward their charity as well. Now, the more money you raise, the bigger advantage you have in the game. If you know Survivor, there are idols and idols are just a way to give players a certain advantage in the game. And for Live to Give, you get an idol if you are if you raise the most funds out of anybody or, or you know, first or second place in raising funds for for your charity. So you wanna make as much money for your charity as you can. And there are also just a bunch of different ways that you can raise money for charity. You know, the book's wide open. You can host a 5K. You can host a bake sale, host a workshop, you know, do corporate sponsorships, things like that. That's, you know, post on social media, do it however you want. But the minimum is $800. I would say, too, if someone's interested in applying or competing, I would say get your foot in the door now and volunteer. I think being a volunteer is I that's like the one thing I wish I did before competing was I wish I had been involved in it through volunteering before because it just helps you one respect the game and respect what Live to Give is doing and it gives you a greater understanding of the impact it can have before going into it. Karen was on season six prior to her now serving on the board. Applications always are out around the fall. It's always after we wrap up the most previous season. So Again, just keeping an eye out on our social media for when those applications go out. This is normally when an ad would come in, but instead, think of somebody who's maybe a part of a nonprofit, has a nonprofit, or who would just love to participate in what Live to Give is doing and share this episode with that person. It's all you got to do. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Just think of that. Spread the love. And that is all making something survivor themed that's a lot of effort and and hours that just goes into to their show and to make anything that is a shadow of that the way that you guys do that's impressive to me did yeah. you have any experience throwing an event beforehand um not i was a philanthropy chair of my fraternity in college so like i had organized like some raffles and different fundraisers so in regards to like film, like philanthropic and charity stuff, I had a little bit of experience, but like business and like organizational stuff, absolutely none. So, uh, yeah, I, I had a little bit of the preparing for the charity aspect, but definitely not kind of the head of like directing the like organizational growth, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So. That's wild, man. That's not, so, so I know. I, what, was the, what was the biggest challenge in organizing something like that to begin with? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest challenge would just be the skyrocketed growth. I did not expect it to take off. Like after season two, season three raised 27,000 and then season four raised 
42,000 in season five raised 72,000. So like, I, again, like I, everyone knows this, Kara knows this, everybody knows this. I am not like a business finance, like I keep saying organizational, but that's what it is. Person. Um, I'm more of like the on the ground, figuring stuff out behind the scenes, kind of hustle to get stuff done, connections, networking. Um, and that's kind of like more of the social growth. Um, and so I think the biggest challenge was trying to figure out how to grow it with the like exponential growth and keeping up with it, I think was the biggest challenge. And people came on board after um, season two to help with like casting and helping plan the event for more of like a timing each day, you know, organizing stuff. So um, just keeping up with the growth of that, getting like a risk manager, getting, you know, a volunteer coordinator and, and kind of that type of growth was the most challenging, but rewarding at the same time. So that's super cool. That's kind of a cool problem to have and to run into. Oh my gosh, this message yeah. is resonating with people and it's growing so quickly. That's daunting at the same time. But would you say that those people that were brought on was the biggest help in solving that issue? Yeah, I, it definitely was. I think something that I, I love and have loves about live to give throughout the years is the, like the timing of where everyone has come in and helped like people that helped me with season three, um, like some might like not help me any like might not be involved as live to give as they were in the past um i think the beautiful thing about live to give is the kind of retention rate of passion and volunteers to step up to the plate when it's necessary and needed especially right now i'm so excited now that we're officially our kind of own nonprofit here um, moving forward and like karen's on the board of directors now and she played season six and um so it's cool to see contestant to, you know, almost leading the entire organization as well. So that's so cool. Karen, what is the biggest obstacle live to give is facing right now? I think one of our biggest obstacles is just um, finding new ways to get our name out there. I feel like we have a good a lot of ways that people find us like we have those occasional ones like you find us on their own online but i feel like a lot of the people that know about live to give is through word of mouth and finding new ways or ways to promote ourselves and get ourselves out there more so that we can make a bigger impact for people that know about us i feel like the bigger impact live to give could have so um just finding ways to get ourselves out there more and bring that awareness to what live to give does and what we can do um i think that's the biggest one i see you heard it folks make sure to go and subscribe to live to give on youtube and uh, tell a friend tell maybe someone who's supporting a charity or even running a charity it's a way for charities to promote themselves and get more exposure that way it's just a fun way to do it too and and moving on from that brandon in regards to the efforts that he has personally put into Live to Give, attributes a lot of his personal success to his impulsiveness. I am a very, like, I trust my gut, and I make a lot of impulsive decisions. Um, some great, some sometimes not great, right? But that first impulse decision to be like, go pitch to someone, go pit like, 
put yourself out there, do what you know you're you're good at, and you start from there. So I think the the biggest thing is just that first step and having the confidence or faith that like in what your passion is, it will work kind of manifesting that law of attraction energy of like, this will happen. This will happen. I know this is going to be a good thing and letting that kind of guide you throughout the way. Um, at least for your foot in the, the door part. Right. I love it. Yeah. It's so funny that some people, there's this weird belief that being impulsive is bad, but a lot of times that's what needs to happen in order for action to happen. Especially mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the book, the five second rule by Mel Robbins, but mm-hmm. she talks all about that where if it takes longer than five seconds for you to make a jump into something, your brain actively tells you that there's something wrong that is, that you're going to get hurt if you do it. And sometimes you just have to say five, four, three, two, one, go and just jump into it, make the call, make the decision or, you know, okay. uh, walk in and, 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 and pitch that, that offer or things like that. Yeah. I've found through, again, there's pros and cons to kind of impulsive slash like, Ooh, gut, gut, gut thoughts is what I call them. Uh, uh, yeah. But there's been so many moments where I look back and I'm like, that happened for a reason, especially in like the charity and kind of emotional aspect. Like a huge example of this was, um, last season that we had, um, we had a duo called Ben and Brian who are brother-in-law and we were closing casting like in I don't know, it was like 36 hours or something. And Caitlin, who is Brian's wife, who had played in season three, had done a post and had posted about um, their daughter, Lainey, who has a terminal illness called INAD. Um, and in that moment, I was like, oh, if I reach out, this will be so random. But I also feel like this will be so powerful and will spread awareness and, you know, just I know like they'll do so, so great with fundraising and, you know, advocating for Lainey. And, um, so I reached out and I was like, Hey, Caitlin, this is random. This is so random. Um, but I would love if Ben and Brian, you know, applied and played. And so they like applied with like, I want to say like 24 hours left or so, or very, very close to the deadline. And then they came and raised like $20,000 together. Um, and that was just from one of those, like, gut reactions and i also kind of everyone believes in different things but it definitely was like it's i just feel like it happened for a reason um and that i think has also guided me throughout the way as well there's been so many moments like that um so find something that like helps you feel good and helps others at the same time because that is the most rewarding part of everything once you lose the passion i mean what are you doing it for? So yeah, for sure. You know, I agree with that. Yeah. You always have to have a vision and a reason for why you're doing things. And, and sometimes you don't know all the answers until after you act on that, that gut feeling. Yeah. And I'll say too, like the, through fundraising for my own experience, it, it not only brought me closer to like the people I competed with and with Brandon and the other members of live to give, but I was raising money for my aunt who ha- had ALS and I I was not prepared for how it, it would impact my relationship with her. Like we grew so much closer in a way that I did not anticipate just by participating in fundraising in her honor. And um, I just guarantee it'll change your life in a positive way, no matter 
your experience with it. You'll walk away feeling some, like you got something out of that that you might not expect. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please go and follow Live to Give on all social media platforms so you know when those applications come out so you can be on the show. If you are just finding out about Live to Give and you want to be on the show, you end up being on the show, please let me know. It would just it would mean the world to me to know that it inspired somebody to to make a difference in that way. That's what this show is all about, is just to inspire people to do better. Now, whatever you're going through in life, just know, keep moving forward and everything's going to work out. My name is Cole. This is Mentor Mountain. Thanks for listening. Bye.